Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Friday, I know we provided you with some limited information. And so today we want to provide you with what we know so far and uh, give you an overview of the events of Friday, February 2nd. This is the area that we're talking about. This is Willett Road, McKinley Parkway, and the New York State Thruway. And we're going to be talking about three crime scenes as we go through the presentation. So the initial incident on Willett Road at 1039 hours, the Town of Hammer Police Dispatch receives the initial call from a resident on Willett Road. The call reports that a female has entered his home and is acting irrationally. The caller then reports to dispatch that he is physically fighting to remove her from his house. The caller then reports he managed to physically remove the female and that she is outside banging on his doors and windows and then he believes she may have entered his shed. She is described as a black or Hispanic female, mid-30s, wearing a blue t-shirt, and jeans and is barefoot. The first officer arrives and is informed by the caller that the female is out of her mind, acting crazy, and possibly on something. The second officer arrives at Willett Road and the lock on the shed is found to be broken. The officers search the shed, but no one is inside. So they are able to identify some footprints in the snow and they start to track the female on foot. Now the, fem the footprints lead to a backyard where there's a truck, she enters the truck and then leaves and then continues on to where she crosses an approximate three foot deep creek and then continues. Two officers continue to follow the footprints which lead to the other side of the creek and the third officer checks McKinley Parkway and Willett Road for her. Officers continue to track the footprints which are now leading to the rear of a blue home on McKinley Parkway. That home is 3043 McKinley Parkway. Officers transmit their location. They inform the patrol lieutenant that the footprints lead to the rear door and that that door is open. The patrol lieutenant directs them to make entry to ensure the well-being of any residents in the home and to attempt to locate 
that female. Now before the officers make entry, they loudly and repeatedly announce their presence by yelling, Town of Hamburg Police, we are entering the house. If you are here, show yourself and make yourself known. Initially, two officers enter the house. The third officer is positioned on the opposite exterior side in case someone exits. As officers enter the home, they observe that the floor is wet. The house appears to have been ransacked with items strewn about, drawers were open, items were all over the counter and floor. Two officers proceed downstairs into the basement. Now the entire interior of the residence is dark and dimly lit. They proceed to search the rest of the house. During the search, they enter a short, narrow hallway with a closed door leading to a bathroom. One officer enters the bathroom while the second provides cover. Upon entry, the shower curtains closed. The officer opens the shower curtain and observes a female who is naked and attempting to cut herself with a knife. Both officers retreat to the threshold of the door and verbally give her commands to drop the knife. This is who they encounter in that bathroom. Lisa L. Haight, 36 years old and lives in Jamestown, New York. And Ms. Haight's previous police contacts include complaints for weapons offenses and an extensive drug history. It was later learned, so the officers didn't know this information, it was later learned that Ms. Haight committed a serious stabbing assault on the nearby New York State Thruway shortly before this incident occurred. Back to our diagram. So again, the New York State Thruway is running here. So she was a passenger in a private transport van. That van was en route to a methadone clinic in Buffalo when the stabbing assault occurred. So we believe that the vehicle probably stopped in this general area where that blue dot is. Ms. Haight attacked a fellow passenger by stabbing her repeatedly in the head, face, and shoulder, resulting in serious, in serious injuries. I, I can honestly tell you, I have seen the photos of that victim, and they are horrific. She then fled the stabbing scene on foot toward McKinley and Willett, and then the van continued on with the victim to Mercy Hospital. So now we're back in the bathroom. So as officers are making initial contact with Ms. Haight, the perimeter officer enters the house to assist. Officers continue to make verbal attempts to have Ms. Haight drop the knife she was holding. Officers use de-escalation techniques in an attempt to get her to comply. So de-escalation is just a general term, but what techniques did they use? They lowered their voices, softer tone. They asked her what her name was. They tried to uh, get her to talk to them, get her to talk to them, and continued with non-threatening conversation in attempt to get her to drop that knife. Ms. Haight is eventually persuaded to drop the knife and get out of the tub. The officers guided her verbally to the threshold of the hallway with the intent to safely take her into custody. So using appropriate arrest tactics, 
two officers attempt to take her into physical custody using handcuffs. During the attempt to secure Ms. Haight, she suddenly resisted violently and attempted to get back into the bathroom. She then lunged forward and downward into the hallway and grabbed an object. As the officers were struggling to control Ms. Haight, she made stabbing and slashing movements with the object in her hand against them. This included direct stabbing motions, which struck one officer in the leg and a slashing motion near and across his face. All three officers believed Ms. Haight was holding a knife. One officer fired his department-issued sidearm to stop what all three believed to be a knife attack. So this component of the encounter with Ms. Haight took place within seconds in very tight quarters, in a narrow hallway, with poor lighting conditions. It was later observed that multiple electrical breakers had been switched off in the basement. We believe Ms. Haight was responsible for turning off those breakers. In the other crime scene on Willett Road, a breaker box was tampered with on the outside of the residence. We also believe Ms. Haight was responsible for that. Immediate first aid efforts by our officers at the scene. So officers immediately begin administering first aid. One officer immediately used nearby available items in the house to apply direct pressure to control bleeding. Another officer retrieved a trauma medical bag from a police car. We have photos up there. We also have the actual bag here. And in those bags are advanced first aid supplies. Additional first aid. One of the officers who treated Ms. Haight at the scene is an experienced EMS provider. He previously worked as an EMT and had extensive training as a United States Army combat medic. During the course of first aid efforts, a chest seal was applied to Ms. Haight's single chest wound. Before the arrival of the volunteer fire company and EMS responders, CPR was conducted by the officers at the scene. Newton Abbott Volunteer Fire Company arrived on scene and took over advanced EMS care. AMR Ambulance and Woodlawn Volunteer Fire Company also came to the scene and assisted. So here is key evidence. The object held by Ms. Haight when she made the stabbing motion against the officers was secured as evidence and determined to be a pen-like utility light. Now, given the totality of the circumstances and how quickly the situation escalated, all three officers believed that Ms. Haight was attempting to cut them with what they believed to be a knife. Think about it, what we said, a stabbing motion, and then she attempts to get up, and then with a slashing motion towards the officer's face. So by statute, the New York State Attorney General's office is charged with investigating this incident. The New York State Police have also assisted us. The Town of Hamburg Police Department 
and all three officers involved are cooperating with the Attorney General's office as it reviews this critical incident. Interviews are being scheduled with all three involved officers and the Attorney General's office, and it's anticipated that these interviews will be conducted shortly. From what it is known so far, it appears the responding officers followed the procedures and use of force policy of the Town of Hamburg Police Department as this incident unfolded. The involved officers utilized appropriate arrest methods and attempted to de-escalate the situation consistent with departmental procedures. This arrest attempt went from Ms. Haight being momentarily compliant to what appeared to the officers to be a life-threatening confrontation in a matter of seconds. By statute, the Attorney General's office will formally review this police use of deadly physical force. From what the Town of Hamburg Police Department has determined so far, it appears that the use of deadly force by these responding officers was justified. The Town of Hamburg Police Department's review of this critical incident is ongoing. This is a serious matter and the department is treating it as such. Additional information regarding this incident will be made available as it is developed. So I will take a few questions. Mr. McKinley? Are you identifying the officer who was involved in the shooting? Not today. Why not? First and foremost, their well-being is my primary attention, and I think providing that information would not contribute to that. I can tell you that the officer is a six-year veteran of the department, and eventually we will release that name when appropriate. That he, he is a six-year veteran? Yes. Okay. Uh, you, you talked about this happened in a matter of seconds. You said it was dark. When cops go into a house like that it's kind of dark do they have any kind of lighting is yes a chest light a head yes light or they something? they have lights um with them flashlights that they use were they using the flashlights? they did they were using their their lights yes but it was too still too dark to make out what the heck she was holding i wasn't there and i would say yes for all three go ahead yes yes they are and that is not a, a punitive measure by any means. That's a standard procedure, and they will return when they're ready. Is there any video evidence, and why does the department not have body cameras? Okay, there is no uh, video evidence. We do not have body cameras. There's no private uh, video either. As far as body cameras in the Town of Hamburg Police Department, we have secured a grant for them. The town board allocated money in our 2024 budget four body cameras so we are in the process of creating a policy uh, looking at things how they would work procedurally uh, there's union issues but i am confident that in 2024 we will have body cameras what do you think the issue was with not being able to get body cameras is it just funding issue no I, not that it's not an issue it's just this is how long it is taking us to get the grant and then to have the money in in the budget and then to find a vendor and get that all going just takes a little bit of time when did that process start at the the end of 2023 we were looking at that so in 2021 you came up with a plan saying that 
you were going to buy body cameras, still don't have body cameras, how would body cameras help or hurt your situation in this case? Because uh, the attorney representing the officer told us last night that the body cameras would help your situation. I, I would agree with that. I mean, most times uh, we have to look at body camera, well, uh, agencies have to look at body camera footage, whether it's a complaint or an officer-involved shooting. I think uh, almost 99% of the time the officer is doing the right thing. Where was Lisa Haight traveling from? Was she traveling from Jamestown? I, I can only assume that's where she lives, and uh, I would say that that would be a good assumption. How many shots were fired? Three rounds were fired. We found uh, three shell casings. And then she was only shot once? No, once in the chest. The other two rounds entered uh, each leg. And that was the same officer's firearm that shot all One officer fired, correct. I'll take one more question. Do you have any toxicology reports at this time? No, we do not. I think those are going to demonstrate uh, what was contributing to her um, what she was thinking and what she was her behavior uh, but I obviously don't know until we get those back so again this is still ongoing this case is not closed by any means we're still developing information uh, waiting for toxicology reports so it's, it's not something that's going to be done and over with was the bathroom in the basement of the house no no how difficult is it for an officer to fire their weapon and deal with the consequences oh. after that is the most difficult thing an officer could possibly do. And again, that's one of the reasons why I'm not releasing his name. That, and I'm, I'm, that's it for good. As well as can be expected, I've spoken with uh, all three of them. Uh, they're doing all right. And obviously it's a traumatic situation. Everybody handles that differently. So when they are ready to return, we will allow them to return. Do you have support for them? As oh, absolutely, yes. They have been given... Uh, phone numbers for licensed clinicians. Uh, I think there was a, a briefing. I think their attorneys also have provided them with uh, support and numbers. And they've got a lot of support from the men and women of the department, as well as a lot of uh, thoughts, comments, emails from the community, which is greatly appreciated. Do you recall the last time there was an officer-involved shooting in the town? Uh, I don't remember the date. There was one. It was, uh, it was a while ago. Okay. We're good? Thank you. Thank you very much for coming out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.